0: Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Welcome to the show and go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN.
1: Welcome to the show and go on SEN with myself, Jimmy Galvin, and I'm joined by a new guest today. Unfortunately, Drew Mitchell and his very shiny white shoes are elsewhere doing on Channel 9 duties. But I am joined by James Nielsen, a Queensland uh, rugby legend from the club rugby scene. How are uh, you? He's an absolute dribbler too, so get ready for a Sunday. Good, mate, good. Queensland rugby legend is probably a, uh, <laughs> a long long way to draw. And, uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, too far, but no, dribble, dribble is certainly accurate, and uh, rugby tragic uh, definitely as well. Yes, yes, mate, and, and you've, t- you've uh, had a bit of time playing over in, in Asia as well. I have, mate, so experience, uh, look, the experience piece aside, i got the white shoes on today, and if uh, Stan Sports <laughs> uh, commentary team has taught us anything, that's all you need to talk rugby, but um, uh, no, yes, mate, a uh, fair bit of time uh, overseas, spent about 10 years over there, and uh, rugby was a gateway to uh, mates and friendships while I was over there, um, started a team in Korea, uh, the ten, start of the 10s league there as well, which I think oh, still goes good. on today. So 10 years post living there. And Singapore, obviously, are much uh, the game's much more established there. And we yeah. see that with the Rugby Sevens taking place and they draw good crowds there as well. So established teams uh, there, played for
1: uh, bucks. So shout out to the, uh, the bucks boys if I uh, managed to convince any of them to listen today. Oh, how good, mate. How good. Well, mate, we have a massive show on this brisk Sunday morning down here in Sydney. We've got Lockie Swinton joining us, uh, Wallaby back rower, out injured at the moment, so we're keen to learn a, bit, a little bit more about those injuries, particularly after um, the Waratahs game last night, mm-hmm. get a bit of insight mm-hmm. in there into that absolute thriller. Uh, and uh, we've also got the top five stories in rugby, and let's go into the tight five now, James, uh, closing the gap with Kiwi rugby, that seems to be a very prevalent story in the press, in the rugby press at the moment. Um, how far off are we from, from the Kiwi sides, from what you can tell uh, this year?
2: Oh, it's, a, it's a yearly talking point, isn't it? Um, look, I think if you look at the teams this year, the one that we expected to probably do the best in terms, like coming into the season and certainly how they started, the one we probably expected to do the best was the Reds, right? Yep. Um, if you take a cold, hard look at the facts, though, They've got nothing to show this year over 2021. Five, oh, I think yeah. we're five, uh, five donuts uh, against the Kiwi teams again. Um, with a couple of games we probably should have won in the Chiefs and the Highlanders. Um, but, yeah, uh, the, the the teams that we probably didn't expect to uh, do so well. Um, goodness me, the plucky force. Look at what they've been doing mm. and some of the results they've put up and the narrow misses they've had. The Tars. Yeah. Um, what was it, 14 donuts last year? We're going into the final. Well, they're going into the finals. Don't know if I can jump on that bandwagon being a Queen's but uh, I certainly will if they, are, if they uh, keep going on the way they are. And uh, the Brumbies as well, kind of back to a bit of typical
1: Brumbies form. But, yeah, the yep. Reds. I think the, the thing with the Reds is is that we weren't expecting them to be exposed for a lack of depth uh, like this they year. Been. Yeah, yeah, and and they ha- and and some of their top players are out at the moment. But in terms of, I suppose um, the, the metrics against the Kiwi teams, I think that's what we saw last night with the Blues against the Waratahs, and what the Kiwi sides do have the edge on us in, and that's the ability to bring development players through the system that can take any one spot.
2: Well, yeah, I mean the Baby Blues, right, getting it done uh, last night, but. Um, that, that's what great teams do, right? They fi- They find a way to win. And what that was, Brumbies the week before, was that a drop goal to win it as well? Last night, the drop goal to get it, and I didn't think he was going to slot that up. <laughs> Can uh, you remember his name? Yeah,
1: um, yeah, Zahn. Ah, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, I we, we, can't uh, remember. It. I don't yeah, know we'll if he deserved to be. to be the one that I uh,
2: got to seal the. Ah, uh, he, he
1: kicked about three balls out on the full, and he, yeah. he managed to be the hero. In the but
2: end. great drop goal with about eight Waratahs yeah, he, in his face. So, but that's what that's what great that's what great teams do. Yep. That's what the Kiwi teams seem to keep doing is finding a, finding a way to to win. Um, but certainly a, a strong finishing Tars outfit there. In any case, and, and just more of what we've seen from them in the last. Uh, few weeks, the Reds seem to have started strong this season and then dropped off into nothingness, and the Tars have gone the uh, the other way. And look, it's not just their on-field performances. What a culture they're building around yeah, that absolutely. team as well. I mean, and the fans getting behind it as well. That's two games at Leichhardt, which would have to be the biggest um, crowds mm. we've seen in Australian rugby competitions for, for years. I mean, 15,000 versus... Yeah, yeah, what we see at the other ones, it's, it's fantastic.
1: It was Zan Sullivan, the fullback, that slotted that left-footed drop goal over as well. Quiet game up to that point. but uh, Fan- we'll Fantastic mullet, though, I'll give him that. Yeah. Um, next up on the tight 5, mate, some big news with Israel Folau um, in the mix for the Tongan side. And some of the names that are being thrown around that Tongan side that could potentially go out in, in the Pacific Nations Cup. Yep. We've got an Australia race side playing there as well. Yep. Uh, Tonga... Could they be the sort of style Japan at the Rugby World Cup next year and maybe take some scalps? The shorter is no, I don't see it. You don't
2: think so? Uh, look, some, take some scalps, yes. Um, not, not any big scalps, though. So. Look on the flower piece. Um, yeah, look, him, him specifically. Um, but no real opinion on that. I think he's a bit of an oxygen thief. I just think the way he left the game. Um, was a very, very uh, average, all the legalities aside, just the way he handled himself. But those eligibility rules in general, yes, a, a very, very good thing. And I do think we're going to see uh, those teams be be better for it. Though in saying that, you look at Fiji, for example, they've always kind of been wall-to-wall superstars. You get those returning players, come back to the team. Um, but I think in today's game, superstars isn't enough to, mm. to get it done. We see how close Fiji often comes, but it's that ability to be able to Drop back, um, play the up the gut stuff. Um, go to ground, build phases, and we haven't seen that necessarily from even Fiji yet. And they're definitely the the pinnacle of those um, yeah. Pacific nations teams. So,
1: yep, a bit more depth in their
2: in their teams. But
1: is that? I think World enough? Rugby needed uh, that though. That that eligibility change yeah. to strengthen the Pacific sides who give so much back to World Rugby. I think it's some crazy percentage, like seventy or seventy percent of players around the world in, in, in all forms of leagues are Pacific Island players. Yeah.
3: Um, oh, no, they, no, they
2: contribute. I mean, they contribute an enormous amount to the game. Yeah, I mean, You
1: only have to look at us, us
2: and us in New Zealand. Right. But uh, again, my, my, my point would be is, is, is that enough? Is, is having superstars in the team enough? And look, my argument would be, no, it needs to be a consistent playing group. That's playing together week in, week out. Being part of the super rugby is definitely going to give them that going forward where they Absolutely. haven't had that before. Um, but yeah, is it enough? Like, yeah. Is it enough? Yeah. Are the superstar players enough?
1: Fair enough, fair enough. Well, next up we've got uh, the head contact rules, which has been a bit of a stickling point in Super Rugby this year. We've seen more red and yellow cards than we've ever seen in Super Rugby. Mm. And a lot of it's coming down to these variations in the laws about head contact. Are they getting it right? Look, yes.
2: I think generally, I think generally the balance is right. I think we see some... Um, from time to time, you see some uh, ludicrous examples. It's, it escapes me right now, but it was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, it was one of the Tars boys entering a ruck, and his his arm caught the head of a defender. It was such innocuous incidental contact, and we saw a card given, given for that. Mm. Um, those examples aside, I think we do see some smart, thought-out decision-makers by the officiators. Who? What was the example last night? I, think, I think
1: Hooper, Hooper um, yeah. Yeah, escape sanctioned. And, 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 and it, was right was, was, yeah, it was and the right call. Yeah, and there was one call. on Jakey Gordon as well where he was falling to the ground... It was hard to sort of miss contact with his head if he's falling into it. And I think it's all about the intention. And also one of the big rules, um, one of the big points of mitigation is that if you're coming from a distance, how much force is involved in that? If you're the defending player well. Well, they want to
2: see that bending of the hips, right? If you're not making an effort to get low, you get... They're going to decide against you, right? If you're making that effort to get low, then so be it. But I think the bigger issue is they need to get more efficient around the officiating of it, where... Mm. They're getting the balance right in cards, I think, but we're taking too long to arrive at those decisions. We've got um, an 80-minute game of rugby. We've got 30 to 40 minutes of time where the ball's in play, and we're competing for eyeballs against league, for example, and they've got the ball in play for 70, 75 minutes out of their 80 minutes. Yeah,
1: it slows down I
2: think rugby's always been the thought leader on head contact and player welfare, and that's an admirable thing, but we've got to get more efficient at officiating
1: it and not taking so much time out of the
2: game, and I think that's the bigger issue.
1: Yep, fair enough. Good point there. Uh, Number four. Our Australian Aussie women's world champions have oh, ta- how yeah, good, mate! Hell they good. have absolutely dominated the women's world series this year. Let's have a look at this: oh, no. gold. Ju- Dubai gold, Dubai gold, Malaga bronze, Sevilla gold, Langford, Langford gold, gold. Toulouse silver. Did and we'll, we'll let them Did you
2: see the Langford final? I did. It was—it
1: was, it was manic. It was crazy. Fantastic.
2: I mean, the end there. Look, I mean, if I was going to play devil's advocate, uh, oh, here we go. hard over skills, probably. Uh. A little bit. I mean, you see the Kiwis, and they are. I mean, it's it's, it's almost flogging a dead horse at this point, right? They're so drilled. Uh, the contact, always, always, always winning the contact. They're securing their own ball. The pass is always. Passes are out in front. They're on the chest. Um, whereas the Aussies, won it at the death, there with just heart. But I mean, yeah. great teams are built around heart, right? I mean, goodness me, the Queensland Maroons on back to league again. Their entire history is littered with gut, gutsy wins. But that's what the that's what the girls did I mean, again, got it done, left a wake of Kiwis on the deck in, in behind them, and that's great. Uh, they've,
1: they've, they've built such a good culture in that Aussie women's sevens team over the years, I yeah. mean, led by Sharni Williams there. I know she's come home with an Captain Fantastic. She's sh- been brilliant. You should see the black eye she has on her at the moment. It is brutal. It's, uh, yeah, an eerie sight, but that just goes to show how physical the game is, particularly for those uh, women's sevens girls. But, uh, yeah. Gold gold medal champions in the first Olympics. Now they're starting to find that form again. Let's uh, let's hope yeah. they continue. Well, can I mean, look at those results. I mean, it's just ev- ah, it's wild. silverware
2: every single round. I actually didn't know that. I would be ashamed, I didn't.
1: Oh, ah, well, look at that. Good look at me. It. Well, look at our fifth and final point is actually the Australia versus England series, and we're going to touch on that a little bit later in the show. We've also got Lockie Swinton coming up in the show, and our Super Rugby wrap. If you want to call in, give us a call on 1300 one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Or shoot us through a text, 0457 736 736. We'll be back with you soon.
0: Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. You're listening to The Show & Go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. Time now for the Super Rugby Wrap on The Show & Go.
1: Welcome back to the show and go on, Sen. No Drew Mitchell today. He is over at Channel Nine doing the uh, the Sunday uh, Wide Water Sports Show. But in his place, Dribbler. But what a great man! James Nielsen from uh, up at Queensland Too Club time, rugby Too oh, he's, he's he's very good Pretty and I will tell you what point. he uh, he has a good rugby knowledge brain but he's also got even better banter and when we <laughs> uh, when we have a look at our super rugby wrap this week James I, I had the pleasure of watching nearly every single game with you or at least getting some uh, fantastic text messages through each game as well and updates on your thoughts mate um, kicking off over in Christchurch uh, your boys the reds went down 15 to 28 to the crusaders for me, probably the toughest game to watch for for the weekend. It just lacked a bit of flow. Maybe got a little bit of flow at the back end of the game, but Crusaders are a classy outfit. That um, they, they it, it was an ugly game, but it just was Crusaders like as well. Even when they're off, they're they're still winning games by a pretty solid amount. Yeah,
2: it's it's for me, it's this kind of dogmatic adherence to this real structure game that Thorn seems to be. Uh, having the guys play. And I think it's uh, to the point where it's curtailing um, a bit of creativity and when uh, things stop going to plan, the guys being able to kind of um, make their own decisions uh, out there, right? We saw it against the Chiefs the other week, a game that we should have won, and Brad Thorne's prickly halftime interview where he uh, really kind of bit at the question, are you going to change it up and do anything more interesting in the second half? And it was a, it was a big old no. Yeah. going to keep playing structure. And, yeah, look, I think we kind of saw that more last night, though, in the second half. The Reds had opened up a little bit. They got to play their game and... Uh, they did better uh, look i will say this for the reds 21-3 at half time um, i think most fans were probably expecting another aussie rugby capitulation and a 45-3 scoreline yeah. they did come back and win that second half i think 12 uh, 7 but just again silly mistakes killing it's a bungled five minutes was a lot of mistakes out. in
1: that game it was hard to it was hard to really get yourself into but uh you know, let's hope. Uh, let's hope the Reds are in the finals. Uh, I think James O'Connor's half a chance to be back for that one, and I think they're really missing him. They're really missing Tupo. Yeah. Um, it's showing. Yep. it's re- it's really showing. And and that's not to say that Crichton the ten is doing a bad job either. He's, he's a young not getting, guy getting enough support through. though. Yeah. Tate keeps saying it
2: after every week. We've got to get around him. Last night he found himself in space and there was no one there with him. And when they're under a pre- when, when they're under a bit of pressure too, he's finding himself facing defenders coming at him from everywhere, and he's got little options inside outside him, the guy's getting jammed a lot. And you don't want to see that for uh, what is such a young prospect, right? You don't you don't want him to develop any kind of fear. You don't well, – here we go. Wallaby's a uh, Israel flower up on the screen. Anyway, um, yeah, you don't want to see that. You want to support these young 10s coming through. You want to – he needs that. He can't be left standing out there um, Yeah,
1: flapping in the breeze. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the next up on the uh, – next up on the Super Rugby Wrap was the Fijian Drawer versus the Chiefs. That was an absolute Belter in the end over in Suva. Um, first of I mean, 30, 35 to 34, a huge late push from the Fijian Drua. Exciting game, but why I love that game so much, James, is the atmosphere over in Fiji. Oh, it oh, was loving absolutely that, thumping.
2: Same, same with Moana. Yeah. I mean, uh, just yeah. The supporters of both those teams. Um, shame COVID means they've been robbed of a few fewer home hmm. starts this year. But can you imagine next year? I mean, they'll be so much better for this season. Absolutely. They get a few games at home. Boy, they'll be hard to beat. Um, yeah. The th- Drua though. The, the Drawer, though. Very reminiscent of the the, the national team. Um, they can play razzle dazzle with the best of them, but they, uh, they they do they look like they're trying to score off every single play.
1: I thought what was interesting about the Drua to finish the the final round games of Super Rugby, where I'd seen a lot of growth for them as a team, was defensively yeah their structures were strong yep. they they weren't they weren't rushing up in the line in different parts they looked like a strong defensive outfit and i think for their first year in the super rugby competition, I think they've definitely uh, and, and look it, it, when you look at them on on the bottom of the table uh, it, it you, you would usually not say that's a pass mark no, no. but I think you can't expect much more in your first year of Super Rugby with COVID. the best teams in the world. All the disruptions away from away
2: from your fan base and away from home for so long. Um, I'm I'm
1: interested to see where they sit next year yep. in an uninterrupted season. Fingers crossed. Yep. Um, well, they do need to get back to
2: the doing the hard yards. They do.
1: We saw it from in We saw it from Moana. Yes. Yeah, building We're phases. Willing to build those
2: phases and not trying to score off every single play. Also. Look, it's an 80-minute game, against the Kiwi teams, I think there was an example in the like the 60th minute. Uh, Druer on the attack, um, the players at the front they kind of stood up, have a look, and Ritalik re- picked it instantly. Yeah. And the Kiwis will, and they counteract and absolutely smash them off the board. And it was just a momentary lapse of conversation by the Druer, just that slight difference in professionalism, I guess you could you could call it if you wanted to, and the Kiwi team capitalised. So yeah. just Capitalised, blew them off the ball, completely stopped momentum, um, and yeah. Yep. It's those little moments that it's make or break games. But love seeing Suavoli. Love seeing a big man get some meat at the end there. Oh, that was, that, that was, that, was fantastic. Yeah. In
1: full flight. Well, It will be interesting to see how the Chiefs turn up against the Waratahs next week in Hamilton in the quarters. Next up, um, shock loss. Moana Pacific are over the Brumbies 32 22. Yep. Deserved winners as well.
2: Absolutely. Where's that Moana? To- I mean, goodness me, that that was a complete 80 minute. Rugby
1: performance. They had uh, they had their, their captain Sakopi Kepu in his 150th uh, it was Super Rugby game. Went, yeah. Red carded early. Um, it wasn't looking good to start with, but geez, the Brumbies were mistake just riddled. Oh yeah, worst performance uh, of theirs of the year. But don't uh, want to take anything
3: away. No, Atlanta. no, very very good from them. It
1: was on. unlike them, and I think it's a bit of a concern for the Brumbies at the moment to be stringing together the performances they have in the past few weeks. Yeah. I think two you know, losses the, or three on the trot uh, now. I think it's, I think it's two. When they had uh, they had Bowden knock it over last week yeah. uh, for the for the Blues, uh, it, with a drop goal at the end there. Uh, and then this week was just they travelled poorly. Yeah, well, it was just sloppy stuff, and
2: I made them pay. Um, e- even with Kepu, uh, uh Kepu being um, red carded, um, when was that? God, like inside the first 10, ten yeah, minutes? Yeah, I'd say around the ten minute mark. Um, they just. They got on with it. Um, Leo Lafana stepped up with some good kicking games. They Again, they, they did what we were just lamenting for uh, the Drew and not doing. Yep. They went up the guts. They set phases. Then they played the razzle-dazzle and let some of their outside backs go loose. But they earned it first. They yeah, did the absolutely. work to earn it first. And, look, terrible performance by the Brumbies,
1: but a great 80-minute showing by uh, Moana. Like, It'll be really interesting class. to see how they, that the Brumbies show up next week. Uh, you know, I, I think... They will have got an absolute rocket from Dan McKellar, and I think they know that that would not have been... A double yellow card as well, I mean.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, they'll it's have, they'll have the Hurricanes
1: at home. They still maintain their home final next week. I think the Brumbies fans will, will turn out in droves. Do uh, we? Is
2: that dependent on the Rebels versus Highlanders game? It is
1: indeed. Oh, no, I think that one's locked in now. I right, think that one's right. locked in. I think it's just the final I quarter. They, I think
2: they might have lost their fourth, fourth place on the ladder. With that, they may they may have.
1: I don't know. I'm well, we've, we've we've still fortunately got some some rugby to look forward yeah. to today that could shake up that finals. But uh, it, it is going to be interesting to see if they do get it at home. I I reckon they will bounce back uh, if they are the only team, the Aussie team, with a home final. Um, next up, last night, heartbreaker for me, uh, as you know, the Waratahs seventeen all. Uh, the buzz is gone. Uh, Zane Zane Sullivan. Knocks a, a field goal over to win the game under pressure. The game itself, James, um I thought it was decent. Yeah. I thought it was decent. Yeah. um I th- You know who came out of it for me as, gee, I didn't realise how integral he was to the Waratahs setup, um, which is, was Dave Perecki, the hooker for the Waratahs. When he went down, I just felt like. I mean the, the the line out still worked great, but he's just got such a presence around the field in, in carrying the ball. Um our set piece is really solid. Um I'd I'd say Archer Holtz uh wouldn't be too happy with his performance with three back to back penalties uh, yep. in the scrum in a row before half time before getting hooked. Yep. Hard for a young prop to deal with, but what I did notice is as well, he he dropped his bundle, James. Yeah. He he got overly emotional with yep. the situation. Yep. And he had it written all over his he kept face. Kept to the ref. Kept to the ref ref ref. Down the
2: field. Yeah, couldn't let it go. You need think, to let it go and move on. And do you he, know?
1: I think yeah. that's probably more like why he got hooked. Yeah. Than the actual mistakes themselves. Yeah.
2: Well, that's just that's been young, right? Yep. I mean, hasn't been there for a long time. That's the kind of stuff that you you learn. And yeah, I mean, he. I don't think you'd ever see it from him again, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, other things. What else do we learn from that game? I mean, the Kiwis. Clutch performances, teams fight. Well, it's, it it, teams it, it a was a reserve team from yeah. the Blues as well. So I think that's,
1: that's, that's the depth showing from those guys. But uh, I, I, I don't think the Waratahs will be... Look, they'll be disappointed with the loss. It doesn't... Yeah. Overly affect what what's going to happen to them. They weren't going to have a home final. Yep. I think they would have preferred to have the Brumbies in Canberra. Yeah, um, and
2: just what about Mark Noah? No, oh God, how do until we Ngatowisasa? yes, Marky, Marky Mark. 20... That's that's why
1: he got the nickname Marky Mark. It's It hasn't it's a t- his
2: reinvention in twenty to twenty twenty two complete. Yeah, I mean, he's it's great to he, see. He, he's playing with he's a lot more confidence.
1: Good. He is a finisher. He is he's brilliant. And then last up, uh, the Force, Western Force over in Perth with the late kickoff at 10 p.m. last night. Getting up over the Hurricanes, uh, fantastic game there. Nice way for the, for them to finish the season and put themselves in contention for that last eighth spot. Um, and I don't know if it's just being an Aussie rugby fan, but for me, game of the round. I mean, yep. that
2: was the, the Force, hard-nosed, up the middle, rugby as well, but then some really good attacking flair as well. Men in motion, it was class. <laughs> it was class.
1: <laughs> Men in motion. Men could, in motion. That could be a Men good, in good boy band. Name for <laughs> us if we ever go there. And, uh, and, and potentially the final games for Greg Holmes, Richard Kahui as well. Um, you know, it, it, it's and, – and also Jeremy Thrush that's playing for them, uh, the, a trio that's absolute journeymen. Uh, let's hope that we get to see them in the final of the force because that, yep. that last game there at home – uh, I think they, they deserve that last slot, but I think, think it's, the uh, rebels will be taking. The rebels have to, yeah, the there. rebels have to do them a favor today. Yep. Uh, well, coming up on the show and go today, James, we've still got Lockie Swinton that's going to be uh, up for looking a chat. The to that, news. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it too. A bit of a hard man. You see a bit of yourself in him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Being very, very kindly. But yes, yeah, sure. Oh, sure, I'm sure, sure,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, looking forward to that uh, that chat too. And we'll have a look at the quarterfinals and a bit of Wallaby's chat too. You're listening to the show and go on SEN. We'll see you back after the news.
0: Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. You're listening to The Show and Go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. Hello and welcome back to The Show and Go
1: on SEN with myself, Jimmy Galvin, and today joined by James Nielsen with Drew Mitchell. Oh, I don't know, he might be out having a latte or something like that. <laughs> I can never quite keep up with him. I'll tell you who I can keep up with, though. It's uh, it's it's Lockie Swinton who joins us on the line now from the New South Wales Waratahs and Wallabies. Swin, I welcome to the show and go,
3: mate. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for having me, lads.
1: Mate, nice and early on a Sunday morning for you. Must be feeling uh, fresh and crisp.
3: Nah, I'm all good. I'm off. I'm off the grog for a bit, so I'm very fresh, I'm ready
1: to go. <laughs> good man. Good man, <laughs> mate. Um. Bit of a tough loss uh, for the Tars last night out at Leichhardt. Um, how do you think uh, the, the guys are, are feeling this morning? What was the, what was the feeling in the sheds? Um, were you guys gutted or, or, or did you take a, a fair bit out of that?
3: Um, yeah, obviously we took a fair bit out of it. But yeah, bro, a drop goal at the end to, um, to lose that. Definitely, definitely gutted. Um, yeah. I think a game like that to, to beat the Blues um, number one, to lead into finals, it would be great for the confidence. Um, however, uh, still in the finals and still well in the mix, it's it's you got to win win your games due to the finals. So um, we're still well in the mix, like I said, and um, and yeah, Darren was pretty clear on that that we got to we got to learn from what what, what our learnings yesterday. But um, yeah, we have got to move forward
2: yeah, G'day Lockie James here, mate, one of our uh, one of Jimmy's uh, rugby dribbler mates filling in for um filling in for Drew. Um mate, look we w- with learning those lessons, what what were they? What what were the kind of couple of positives you guys are gonna take out of last night into next week and what do you need to tighten up?
3: I reckon the positives around the set piece, our line has been a strength yeah. the yeah. whole the and especially compared to last year. It's, it's come it's come so so far. Um so that's been a real good strength, which I think we need to keep focusing on um, more as well. And then getting the ball to the edges, people like Mark, who absolutely killed it last night, yeah. having those people um, to actually ex- execute and um, and score points um, is, is really beneficial. Um, and then there's a couple of things we can work on, I think, um, just defensively. Um, we've been really good at it all year um so'm I'm, I'm not saying it's 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 a problem because well, it 's been a strength of us uh our just defensive sets and how clean they 've been yeah but i think um just a full eighty minute defensive performance is is key there um i think a couple points here and there we we lapsed and, and gave them a couple meters here and there and just um throughout the phases they gained gained a fair bit of ground especially in our twenty two um mm-hmm. But it's nothing. It's nothing. It's not huge, big fixes. Just little tweaks, and um, got a few sore sore bodies. So especially this morning it was a nice physical game. So, yeah. but they're they really keen for the final series coming up. So, mate, uh, speaking of sore bodies, a frustrating
1: season for you so far. I've been uh, been devastated for you, mate, because it, you've been dealing with a, an injury, which is a tough one to put a timeline on. With nerve damage in the shoulder at the moment. How frustrating has it been for you just waiting and just, you know, grinding your teeth to get out there? And, um, mate, no, no updates at the moment on, on uh, improvement. Are we going to be able to see you in that gold jersey against England?
3: Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's obviously a really tough one. Um, but I've kind of come to grips with it now. Um, yep. It's it's a kind of an ad-lib time frame. I don't know what's going on, but... Um, could look at a little operation to kind of spark it up um, in the next month. So as the England series comes along, I I don't think so. Um, But potentially, I don't know, if it comes back at the end of the year, that'll be great. But um, in my sort of mind and vision, I've completely focused on next year. I've stripped my game back. I've looked at footage at areas I need to improve on. I sit down with our skills coach um, and there's a fair bit of stuff I can – I can make uh make improvements so I'm around my ball carrying that. So I've realized that and Good on you, mate. I reckon I could I could be better for this coming long run, so yeah. Um
2: looking for look, looking ahead then. Uh next week, looking like the Chiefs, uh at, at this stage. Uh obviously got it done at home a few weeks ago. Ken... Ken can the Tars get it done against next week? Um Over
1: over in Hamilton will be tough as well. Oh it'll be it be massive. It's a huge
2: mm-hmm. ask. But if the Tars are to get it done, um obviously even as a Queenslander, I'm still barracking for them. But <laughs> um, uh who who obviously needs to be a team performance. You've spoken about eighty minute defensive efforts. Who, who are the who are the danger men for the Tars, though? Marky Mark, brilliant last night. Who else has got to kind of uh stand on their head and, and then really get the boys home?
3: Yeah, well like you think you look at our games throughout the year and it's just those um, I feel like they've been really good this whole year with Jake Gordon at nine steering mm. the ship and then Tane when those two guys are, are on which they have been for, for the whole year I reckon um, but when they're on and clear it, it just really makes the whole team performance you know, really tying together um, and then you got Jed in the forwards who's been phenomenal uh, He's been in um, great form hasn't he? You must mm, love seeing that uh, yeah. He's the Waratah boy of the you. season Exactly, He's a great athlete, um, and to watch to watch him do his thing has been great. Um, and of course, you got when you look across the whole team, really, you got like Belly in the front row, um, and then you got Jed, Ned, like Hoops, like Gamble. Like there's some impressive players throughout the whole whole squad. That's just the forwards I mean by there, but there's some great all the, all the backs as well. So. Um, I reckon and contains seeing the ship, and then everyone just really bringing their game, which I know they will because the importance of this is is massive. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it it just feels like a completely different culture
1: at the Tars this year. And uh, even though you, you you may not be on the pitch, mate, I, I have seen you off the pitch in a bit of construction wear actually recently uh, checking out, checking out the new stadium. Firstly, um, you rocked it. Well, you were looking good, Swinno. Um I was going to say hello. Yeah. You look, look better at a, at a Taz Mad Monday that I saw you at once, mate. Um, but, um, mate, you must be looking forward to when you're casting an eye out to the next season, um, getting into that new stadium, albeit Leichhardt's been good for you boys.
3: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, like it's obviously been awesome. Um, the fans out there have been phenomenal and watched that kind of grow. I've had a great view of it on the sideline from from round whatever the first round we played. It was a, against the Reds, I think. Reds and force so who yeah. kind of started to play yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. And and then it's just grown and it's grown into something something great. And that kind of um I think it's kind of it's it's between a stadium ground and a club ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that that that's awesome to watch footy out. I don't know if you guys got out there, but the atmosphere is like really close to the action, and and it's a real uh, yeah, it's a real like kind of locals type setup, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But then on the flip side, we have our new um, facility coming in as well yeah. um, at the end of the year, and then we got the new uh, SFS, and that that would just really. Uh, Really, be awesome to get the players in there. Um, from what I saw with my hard hat on, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's going to be something special—a um, really uh, new age type stadium.
2: Um, now, mate, just uh, we're, um, uh, the the Wallabies first versus uh, England, we're going to be chatting about that. Uh, me and Jimmy after the after the upcoming break, but I want to get your opinion on a piece of it quickly. Uh, you mentioned Jed Holloway there, and you, as, as I said, he's been the buy the season for the Waratahs. Um, looking at the locks. Um uh for the Wallabies. Um Nick Frost, Jed Holloway, um who else has been performing? Uh, Isaac Rodder, brilliant for the Force. Darcy Swain's um, been doing. Darcy Swain, Angus Blythe, uh Rory Arnold. Uh we've only got three overseas players we can pick, but Rory Arnold, goodness me, he's uh he's something special. And anyway, your the locks, who would you if you're picking if you're picking the locks right now, who are you leaning towards for the wallabies? <laughs> Just to put you on the spot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm not a coach. Uh, <laughs>
2: who, do, who have you liked?
3: Um, yeah, I think also somebody left out Matt Phillip as well. Yes. Um,
1: yep. Um, yeah. He's, reckon, he's he's been performing at a test level for a while. As, uh, for, oh yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Every one yeah, of those he, names is in contention. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Yeah. It's tough. Well, with the thing that, that as well, Jed can also he's well capable to play back row as well. So yeah he's going to be a real good asset for the Wallabies, whether it be starting off the bench, he can really cover back row, eight, one side or a lock. So, yeah, I don't, and and Rory Arnold, like you said, um, briefly got to play with him at the end of last year and he's uh, obviously experienced throughout the lineup, more and stuff like that. is um, really good for the team, so he'll be somewhere in the mix for sure. And then, uh, yeah, Uh, Rodder, is obviously experienced as well. And like you said, Matt Phillips, his attacking game is great. Um, All all good problems to have, Swinnow.
1: All good problems to have.
3: I'll let you guys pick a team. Are you going to pick? Hey, Swinnow.
1: Thanks so much for joining us on uh, SEN this morning, mate. And, uh, yeah, from, from all of us here, we're wishing you a speedy recovery and we can't wait to see you at the World Cup next year with that shoulder in, uh, in full check and, uh, yeah, putting some people back in a gold jersey. Yeah, thanks for joining us, mate. Thank yeah, you for your, your insights.
3: Have
1: a good one. That's uh, Lockie Swinton from the New South Wales Waratahs and the Wallabies. You're on SEN with myself, Jimmy Galvin, and James Nelson this morning. We'll be back right after the break.
0: Join the conversation. Call 300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. You're listening to the show and go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN.
1: Welcome back to the show and go on SEN. No Drew Mitchell today. We've got him up here in our television. He's, uh, he's up on the wide world of sports uh, today. But you know what? I'm joined by the great man, James Nelson. Uh, so, uh, thank you, mate. It is time to talk wallabies. And Test we love talking. We like Test talking wallabies, rugby. don't we? We've, 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 uh, we've seen plenty of good stuff from our Aussie sides this year. Let's talk about who we are going to put out there for the England series that's coming up sooner than we think. Mm. Um, kicking off, we had a, a great chat with uh, uh, Lockie Swinton just then about our, our locks and second rows. And uh, we've, we've got depth there for the yeah. first time in a very long time. Yep. Um, where we may not have as much depth and I know we were talking about this off air, is uh in the in the ten spot in uh yeah. at for for the wallabies in at five eighth there. Uh if James O'Connor's injured, do we bring in Quade Cooper uh and as he is the incumbent ten at the moment, uh, or do you take a chance on Noah Loliseo again?
2: Um Look it's a hard one isn't it uh, look, i think i think the I think the safe answer is uh you've got to bring back cooper right mm. um Test level um you look at England squad and jones it's very much going for a balance of experience uh and blooding young players with a view to the uh World cup mm-hmm. I think we have to make sure that we're looking beyond England as well to the world cup um where, and we have to have some extra options besides quade and um and um uh, James, right? Yep. I mean, um, journeyman, um, but they're at the tail end of their careers. Um, but then, who else has really been stepping up and putting their hand up for it? I mean, you don't, you can't just be an also ran like Noah. I haven't seen a huge amount
1: from him. Um, well, you know who is in the mix that was in the Wallabies camp at the start of the year was Ben Donaldson. Yeah, who, yeah, who can fill in at ten? He's shown he can play fullback at the moment as well. He's got a big raking kick, but I think um, that's telling what you've just said, he can fill in at 10.
2: Well, oh, he's, he's more of a 10. He, he's our,
1: more, he's more filling in at fullback at the moment for the task. Yeah. He's a big boy, but we, we don't, we're out and out tens. Hmm. I mean, we're, we're, we're Edmund. Good example of someone's coming through, but just yes, not quite ready.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Probably. But maybe the experience is good for him. Yeah. Baptism is baptism of fire. Yeah. Um, if you've got him backing up uh, Cooper, um, get him in the squad together. Um, we heard brilliant things uh, about Cooper in the lead up to the Wallabies test. Um, uh, earlier, mm. um, beyond his uh, performances on the field, just how good he was around uh, the squad. Mm. Um, and weeks he was around the squad and wasn't getting a start, and there was no guaranteed start. Um, so look, yeah, maybe it's a case of yeah, blooding some new guys. But I think you definitely have to have Cooper in the squad or playing O'Connor yep. um, if he's fit to 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 guide these new these 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 new blokes because England are going are. Goodness me, to be a baptism of fire, right? I mean, so imagine your first test against being against England. Like, good God.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, the first one is at Perth on the 2nd of July, which uh will come around really quickly. Look, when you have a look at uh, the England squad, uh, where we are lacking depth, they are absolutely thriving in that 10 position with Marcus Smith, who is, uh, if he's fit, he's he's starting and probably playing 80 minutes each game. Yeah, um, it's, we got uh,
2: Smith, and he's been he's been electric right um, Yeah. and he's uh, a similar mold um almost sacrilege to say but Dan Carter I mean can run the ball can can ball player as well mm. can kick I don't know about his defense, though. I, I, no, admittedly, decent. admittedly, I haven't it's watched decent. a lot, um, a lot of, a lot of the rugby over there. But uh, what I have, sometimes, they seem not defending up in the line, or almost like what we did with Quaid a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, so I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. But I just he's the, the way
1: he attacks the line with ball in hand. He, yep. he keeps all options on the table, table as he gets to the line. Yeah. And they've also got Henry.
2: Um, oh, what's his name? Um, Henry uh, Arundel, um, yeah, yeah, who's uh, who, who you, you you heard he's yeah. likened to uh, Jones. early Matt Giddo style. Jones, who and Jones' blooded a Giddo, very very mm. young, remember back in two thousand and two. Now Jones likened him uh, to Giddo in his uh, attacking his attacking uh, style, uh, mm. in that he likes to attack, not necessarily his playing style, but he likes to attack the line. Um, some other headaches for us there will be. I think possible tech sele- test selections. Whoever they have at ten, they're going to have Owen Farrell at twelve outside him. Um, oh, you just put Karevi in there, wouldn't what, you? What, yeah, but what? what a cool head to have outside you, like a new new ten. Yeah. If you got Farrell outside yeah. you, and then outside Farrell, um, Manu Tuolongi mm. back in the picture, and he is he, he's he's devastating. I mean,
1: well, that's yeah. going to be an interesting one. Who's at thirteen yeah. for the Wallabies? But as that's well. that mix of experience.
2: Yeah. And new 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 life that's coming through. For me
1: it's Isaiah Parisi. That's an eye to the future if you want to put that at thirteen. Imagine him going up against Tuolungi. Now that is fireworks. Well it's it's gonna be a series. Yeah. And our depth is gonna be tested, and so is uh and so is there. So I'm really looking forward to it. Well, James, we'll be back after the break. We've got to have a look at these super rugby quarterfinals, man. We'll do. See you after it. the break.
0: Join the conversation. Call 1 01170. Or text 0457 736 736. You're listening, listening to, to the show and go, go and go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell
1: on SEM. You're back on the show and go on SEM with myself, Jimmy Galvin, and fellow dribbler this week, James Nilsson. James, thank Thanks for coming into the studio today, mate. Thanks for having me. Absolutely loved it. It's uh a... it, it's a brilliant mind. It's a mind that works just as well as uh, watching rugby in front of the TV as it does at the pub. Mate, you have been pumping up my tyres all day, and I will be back any time <laughs> to spend a Sunday morning <laughs> like this. We need to do it on a hangover on the anxiety program. This us do wonders. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Well, mate, uh, a bit of anxiety this week as a, uh, mm. as a super rugby fan because we're into the quarterfinals. Yes. Into yes the are. quarterfinals. Let's have a little look at what we've got coming up next week and with what's locked in. Uh the Crusaders versus the Reds on Friday night. The Reds will stay in in uh, Christchurch, yep. where they played the Crusaders last week. I always, um, I never liked playing teams back to back, two weeks in a row. It's just no. something not fun about it. No, well, I
2: think the boys packed extra undies. I think they're probably expecting there was a fair chance they would be seeing him again. But I'm going to take the Reds. Um, how can I not, Queenslander? <laughs> um, look, uh, I mean they haven't pulled it together yet this uh, back
1: after the year, but hopefully they do on the weekend. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go the Reds. Passion vote. Chiefs versus Waratahs. Well, you know where my heart sits on that one. This is a very unbiased panel this morning. I'm mm. going the Tars over in Hamilton. Uh, I, I think it will be a really tough game. I think I've been surprised with the lack of crowds showing up in New Zealand this mm. year. But I feel once we get into the quarterfinals and uh, the, the, the Kiwi audience really wants to get behind their teams, and I know they do with the Cowbells there in Hamilton, uh, I, I think it's going to be a really tough ask for the Tars to get it mm. done. But I'm still going to go them. I want to back the Tars as well. Uh, they've got the wood over them from the home game here. Um, uh, close finish last night. Um, they could do it. They could do it. Uh, Brumbies versus Hurricanes, which will be down in Canberra. Uh, lucky to hold on to their home final, the the, the Brumbies. Uh, the Canes, after losing to the force last night, uh, I, I... Look, I'm probably going to have to go with the Canes. <laughs> um no, I'm going to go the Brumbies. Okay. Um, look, could be go. It could be zero
2: from three this time next week. But yeah, uh, the, I'm going to go the Brumbies. Um, I think. I think hopefully the last two weeks will snap them out of it, um, give them a kick up the, the backside, so to speak. Um, they've they've got the team to get it done, and uh, the Canes haven't blown blown my skirt up, so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they not. And uh, last but not least, what's being decided today when the Rebels verse the Highlanders down in Melbourne? That will decide if the Rebels beat the Highlanders. Uh, the Western Force will go through into that final and now fight face the top of the table Orkham Blues. Blues, uh, if. The Rebels lose this afternoon, and the Highlanders win. It's Highlanders Blues. But blues. let's uh, let's all keep glued to our screens this afternoon, two p.m. on uh, Stand Sport. You'll I be don't able think to watch no matter who that. plays who plays the Blues. It's going to be the Blues. So that one. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Well, let's hope we get to see the Western Force in action. Thanks for your time today, everyone listening. And James Nilsson, thank you for your time hey, this thank morning. Thank you for having me. Thank we'll you. see you next week at the same time on the show and go on SEN. Cheers, Have a great guys. Sunday.